What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. are listening to The Therapy Podcast with your host, Shloimi Balsam. Hello and welcome to The Therapy Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about existential counseling theory. So what's different about this therapy model is that it is highly based and predicated on philosophy. It is a very philosophical Style. So if you're interested in philosophy, you're going to love existential counseling. Its main points are phenomenological philosophy of humanness. We should talk about existentialism first, right? Okay. What is existentialism? So the term comes from the idea of uh, existence. And it's centered on the lived experience of the thinking, feeling, and acting individual. From an existentialist's viewpoint, the individual's starting point has been called the existential angst, or the existential attitude. It's a sense of disorientation, confusion, or anxiety, which is born from the apparent meaningless of an absurd world. Um, for example, the idea that you were born into this time period and to your parents into your monetary situation into your personality your looks everything is a one in a billion who says that you were to be born into this exact situation if you were to be born 20 years from now 20 years earlier you'd have a totally different life you could you could have been born as a totally different person um the like main mantra of existentialism their uh, go-to Battle cry is existence precedes essence, which means that first and foremost, first and foremost, you have to know that you are a person. You exist. You are not your labels, your roles, your stereotypes, your definition. If I told you that this is a pen, right? So 
that is the label. We refer to a pen as a pen, but it has a certain shape, a certain size, a certain use. The essence of the pen is not the term pen. The essence is the shape, the size, all of its function. The existence is what we understand as a pen. Now let's transfer that over to a person. You exist as whatever your name is, as a person, as a human being, but that's not what your essence is, if that makes sense to you. There is a very famous philosophical statement, cogito ergo sum, that's Latin, made by René Descartes. Um, it's usually translated as, I think, therefore I am. So it was originally French, as uh, je pense donc je suis. I don't speak French, so cut me some slack on that. Um, the, so what, what does it mean, I think, therefore I am? Um, so René was suffering from an existential crisis. He says, I don't know I exist. And um, if you have someone sitting in front of you who is having an ex- existential crisis, he must have some sort of a philos- philosophical dilemma. Either he had an encounter with death or um, something that just so shook him to the core that he's confused about his beliefs. And what Descartes said was very enlightening. He, be- he said that if I'm the one that's sitting here and pondering whether... I'm alive, what the meaning of my life is, whether I am real. How do I know I don't live in a matrix or an inception? How do I know that everything's not a dream? So he said, the fact that I am thinking about this defines me. I am my thoughts. So if I'm thinking, then I am. However, this doesn't fit well with existence precedes essence because he's saying that the fact that I'm thinking my essence, therefore I exist. So it's actually quite the opposite of existence precedes essence. He's saying that since I have an essence, I can use that to prove my existence. In any event, let's bring that over to therapy. The first point is humanness. Humans are in a constant state of transition. Evolving and becoming, we are growth-seeking. We are the authors of our own stories. We uh, existential therapy emphasizes the choices that we have. Even within any limitations we are given, you are in control. This is very congruent with reality therapy. Clients are searching for meaning in their subjective worlds. An An existential client wants to know that he is worth something that he is something so here's some common questions that will uh will trigger you to realize that that this is an existential scenario if your client asks who am i why am i here where am i going what does it mean to be alive is it okay to be alone will i die alone how can i make relationships more meaningful am i living my life in in harmony with my value system and those things most important to me Why do I make choices contrary to my own value system? How can I live life more fully? How do I get to where I want to be in life? What is the purpose 
of suffering? How do I make sense of and find meaning and purpose in the suffering that I have experienced in life? Here are the basic dimensions of the human condition. The capacity for self-awareness. The tension between freedom and responsibility. The creation of an identity and establishing meaningful relationships. The search for meaning. Accepting anxiety as a condition of living. It's okay to be anxious. The awareness of death and non-being. We each have the capacity for self-awareness. The greater our awareness, the greater our possibilities for freedom. The more we realize we are, the greater we realize we are, and the more we can accomplish with ourselves. Awareness is realizing that we are finite. We are bound by time. We have the choice to act, and we have an equal choice not to act. Meaning is not automatic. You have to look for meaning. And by the way, meaning is born of responsibility. That's a whole nother talk. Beauty can come from suffering. Suffering can give birth to something entirely beautiful. Lack of congruency can increase stress. This is a Rugerian idea as well. We spoke about that. I have a person who feels like he should be doing something with his life. He feels like that he is something or someone. There's a specific niche in life that's 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 for him and he's not doing that. The greater the gap between who he is and what he is doing creates stress. We are subject to loneliness, meaningless, emptiness, guilt, and isolation. This could be a very, very dark form of therapy. Identity and relationship. Identity is the courage to be. We must trust ourselves to search within and find our own answers. That's who we are. We should be able to stand up against ideas which do not ring true to us. A strong self-identity is a courage. Our great fear is that we will discover that there is no core, no self. Being existentially alone helps us to discover our authentic self. Yes, it's very sad to be alone. But in that moment when you're by yourself, you can actually meet yourself. Uh, There's a story about Rabbi Abraham J. Tversky. And he writes about himself that, uh, a blessed memory, that when he was young and first starting out in his psychological uh, career, which was massive. He, I think think it was his wife or someone, a friend sent him to a spa and he sat in a tub and chilled. And after, he had never never done anything like this before. And as he was lying there, it was just him and himself and delightful water and ambience, but he got up after like five minutes and he just left. And as he was getting dressed, he was trying to figure out why'd I leave? And he couldn't figure it out. There's just something in him that, that, that threw him off. And he realized that he had never spent time with himself until that point. So if I'm not mistaken, he pushed himself to go back into that tub and, and, and he built up his, uh, his time with himself. He made sure to spend time with himself to greet himself. Cause it could be terrifying to meet, someone that you are so uh, intimately connected with. 
uh, as closely as close as you will ever be with anyone yourself and that is a uh, it's, it's a very rich and an authenticating experience as far as identity and relationships balancing aloneness and relatedness helps us develop a unique identity and live authentically in the moment we naturally strive to have meaningful, rich, deep, and authentic relationships. At their best, a loner is not natural. At their best, our relationships are based on our desire for fulfillment, not based on deprivation. Relationships that spring from our sense of deprivation are clinging, parasitic, and symbiotic. A relationship is to build something more, not to fill a lack. How does that sound? This would be a neurotic dependence versus an authentic need to be with others. The search for meaning is the search for a purpose in life, to find meaning in our everyday lives and meaning in suffering. Like pleasure, meaning must be pursued obliquely. Meaning, finding meaning in life is a byproduct of a commitment by creating, loving, and working. Go out and find the meaning. Meaning doesn't come to you. You lie as a couch potato. It will not be a meaningful life. It's the things that you create to commit to. The will to meaning is our primary striving. Life is not meaningful in itself. The individual must create and discover meaning. And everyone has their own set of meaningful options. Irvin D. Yalom gives four givens of existence that create anxiety. It is the spiritual, personal, social, and physical givens. Existential anxiety is normal. Life cannot be lived, nor can death be faced without anxiety. It, this is a very validating statement. Do you understand if someone comes in and he's bugging out about death, the first thing you have to tell him is that that is healthy. Someone who, do, who has no anxiety about death ever at any point in his life probably does not fully grasp what he's thinking about. We can learn and grow from the anxiety that we face. It's not a bad thing. It's a challenge. When someone has neurotic anxiety, first of all, he probably won't know that he has this anxiety. And what it is, is that he is anxious about real things, concrete things that are just blown out of proportion in their situation. It's okay to be concerned that you have germs on your hand, but if you think that they are eating your hands and therefore you must blowtorch it, um, that's blown out of proportion. A healthy, what would be a healthy view of anxiety? Anxiety can be a stimulus for growth as we become aware and accept our freedom. It can be a catalyst for living authentically and fully. We can blunt our anxiety by creating the illusion that there is security in life. Embrace the anxiety. It's not a bad thing. If we have the courage to face ourselves and life, we may be frightened, but that will enable us to change. Goals of existential counseling are helping clients to accept their freedom and the responsibility to act, assisting people in coming to terms with the crises in their lives. We assist clients in the meaning-making process. We help them find meaning in their lives, encouraging clients to recognize the ways in which they are not living authentic lives, which can explain their anxiety, inviting clients to become more honest with themselves. 
it's interesting because we, they, if you have a client that comes in that's anxious, the first thing you tell them is that that's okay. The second thing we're going to tell them is how do we alleviate that, that anxiety? Being anxious is bad. Not addressing it is far worse. Goals of existential psychotherapy is to is broadening broadening the client's awareness of their choices. We facilitate the client's search for purpose and meaning in life and reframing the challenges we face and the suffering we experience. We assist the client in developing a deep understanding of themselves and the ways they can effectively communicate with others. What's the relationship between a counselor and a client in existential therapy? The person-to-person relationship is paramount and key to the counseling being helpful to a client. An RU relationship is important for the quality in this relationship. It demonstrates a respectful quality. It values the sacred nature of the relationship and demonstrates the importance of equality in the counseling relationship. Counselor must be very real and genuine. Congruency and authenticity are highly valued. In any model, you should be real, but it's uh, very, very important when you're talking about death. If you're not speaking about it genuinely, then it will not help the client come to terms with his understanding of it. The relationship demands that that therapists be in contact with their own phenomenological world. Counseling is a joint journey taken by therapists and their client. A self-discovery process takes place for the counselor just as much as it does for the client. They explore things together. The core of the therapeutic relationship is creating caring relationships with the client. With the clients, respect and faith is the client's potential to cope and courage to face whatever comes their way. A genuine concern and empathy. It's demonstrating this in sessions that can be a tool to deepen the relationship. A therapeutic presence is highly valued. Being fully present in the relationship is important. Creating a quality therapeutic relationship can be healing in itself. Irving Yalom said, It's the relationship that heals. What are some techniques? So, techniques are viewed as secondary to the therapeutic relationship. The relationship is first, second, is the technique as to what you're gonna do. It draws upon techniques for other th- from other theories and often uses in an integrated fashion. When techniques are used from other theories, they are typically used within the context of striving to understand the subjective world of the client. For example, we wanna help the client explore meaning and purpose in their life, clarify and understand values, work through, reframe, or make a meaning of challenges, pain, hurts, and suffering experienced in life. We want to normalize and embrace and or reframe their anxiety. Explore ways to have more meaningful relationships. Explore and make sense of freedoms, choice, and accountabilities. We want to show the client how they can live more fully, more intentionally, more authentically. It's been said that when the deepest self of the counselor meets the deepest part of the client, the counseling process is at its best. There are three phases to the existential counseling theory. There's the initial phase where the clients are assisted in identifying and clarifying their assumptions about the world. Explain how you see things now. The middle phase is when the clients are assisted in more fully examining the source and authority 
of their present value system. Why do you believe that? The clients work on creating meaning. And the final phase is that the clients are assisted in translating what they have learned about themselves into reality. Existentialism is somewhat theoretical and out there, but then we have to bring it down into real action, which will be the key to internalizing and really feeling these new beliefs. Regarding group counseling, it's provide, uh, existential counseling provides an ideal environment for therapeutic work on responsibility. The clients are responsible for their behaviors and groups. The group setting provides a mirror on how the clients may act in the world. Through feedback, members learn to view themselves through another's eyes. Members learn how their behaviors affect others. It's nice to have a number of people communicating with each other and we can be each other's soundboard. Group counseling builds interpersonal skills. It creates an opportunity to relate to others in a meaningful and an authentic way. It provides an opportunity to explore the paradoxes of existence. Learning to experience anxiety as a reality of the human condition. Making choices in the face of uncertainty. And we learn to discover that there are no ultimate answers for ultimate concerns. Existential counsel therapy has contributed a lot. Um, existentialists have contributed a new dimension to the understanding of death, anxiety, guilt, frustration, loneliness, and alienation. It, its emphasis on the human quality of therapeutic relationship is a strength. The key concepts of the existential approach can be integrated into most therapeutic schools. It can also help with meaning-making of challenging and painful experiences. You can walk away a bigger, better, stronger person. Unfortunately, it also has its limitations. The individualistic focus may not fit within the worldview of clients from a collectivistic culture. Some clients prefer a more directive approach to counseling, and this does not provide that. Some um, The high focus of a self-determination may not fully account for real-life limitations of those who are oppressed and have limited choices. The approach also may prove difficult for clients who experience difficulty conceptualizing or have limited limited intellectual capacities. It, that there is a large element of theory and philosophy involved. The approach also does not focus on specific techniques, which makes treatment difficult to standardize. There's also not that much empirical support. So I hope you enjoyed and learned something about existential counseling theory today. Feel free to email me with your comments and questions at askmetherapy at gmail.com. That's spelled the way that those words are spelled. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you soon. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.